from the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. Hey folks, before we jump into this episode, I just want to say a huge thank you for all of your support over the last few months. As you know, this podcast was an idea that I came up with whilst I had COVID at the end of last year, but the feedback from the listeners has been absolutely amazing. I love all the messages I received through LinkedIn, through email directly, and even the verbal feedback that some of my fellow colleagues have been giving me as well. So really want to thank you for all of your support, which brings me on to some great news. I was super chuffed when I got to hear that this show has been nominated for the Creative Industry Awards and specifically in the category of Best Content Creator. Now, none of that would be possible without the amazing guests that I get onto the show. I'm purely a facilitator of conversation. So most of the credit has to go to the great insights that people bring to this podcast. So in return, I have a huge favor to ask from you. If you could please cast your votes for me following the link in the description on whichever platform you're listening or watching this podcast episode on, that would be hugely appreciated. I have no expectation of winning any award. However, it would be great to be able to ramp up some support and votes close on midnight on the 28th of August. So please do get in your votes before then. So if you click on the link, scroll down to the best content creator section and you'll see my name somewhere in the list. And then if you submit your vote, that would be much appreciated. And thank you once again for supporting the podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. I'm really excited to know more about the book and the Six Weeks to Happiness. If you could break that down for us. So the Six Weeks to Happy program is literally, you know, I think when most of us think of health and well-being, we think of health in the physical sense. And so it was a really hard sell for many years, even to bring nutrition and fitness programs into the workplace. And finally, we realized, no, we have to look after our health. We have to look after our employees. They're, they're working long hours. But it's so much more than that. You know, we have a spiritual, mental, emotional, and a physical body. And so the spiritual or energetic body, I don't like to think of it in terms of spirituality or faith or any of that. I really think we need to think differently. If we're really looking at human potential and we're really looking at superpowers, then we need to tap into the fact that we are energetic beings and we have a finite amount of energy throughout the day, throughout the week. And that has to go to doing our jobs, looking after our families, looking after ourselves, making sure we have all of our needs met. And without the right tools to be able to manage that energy level, to manage the level of stress and tension in our lives, to manage our emotions, it all becomes, you know, it's just so easy to unravel. And I think so many people are overworked and tightly wound. You know, we evolved to be good at survival. And so what that means is we have a built-in negativity bias where we are on high alert for for danger. And in the past that used to serve us, so we evolved, you know, the four homo sapiens sapiens, we were Neanderthals and so many other types of forms. And in those days, it served us well because that stress response is called the fight or flight response. It acts as a gas pedal and it gave us that rush of adrenaline that we would need to flee off to safety. 
But as soon as we were safe, our brains were able to signal our bodies that it's okay. There's no danger here. We can go back to calm. Well, in today's world, that little response, that little stress response, that fight or flight response is constantly being triggered. Think of the adrenaline you get when you have a big presentation or a meeting. That's a perfect example, right? You get this rush of adrenaline. Even me, when I'm doing a podcast, I feel perfectly at ease, but my physical animal self is dealing with a high stress situation because I'm on, I'm here, I want, I'm so invested in making sure we have a great conversation that connects with people because this work is really about tapping into our, the greatest version of ourselves. And so even I get this rush of adrenaline when I'm doing, you know, even a show like this, I'm sure you do as well, because you're so excited about the work you do. And so that's an example. So we're constantly being triggered. And so anything that requires our time and attention requires our energy. And anything that requires our energy is going to push on that little fight or fright response. And so over time, what we've done is we've developed and we've strengthened our response to stress, but we have forgotten or didn't have the tools to bring ourselves back to balance. And I think we are long overdue to learn these tools and bring it back to balance. And so that's the first chapter. So Six Weeks to Happy Book is literally a six-week program. It's a tool set because I came from the coaching and consulting and training background. I did it for years. I studied countless I mean, how many methodologies? I was a scrum master myself, so I did my PMP in the UK. I did prints. I did rapid applications. I mean, probably two dozen different certifications between my change management. And and I thought, well, if I can study this many methodologies, why don't I create a system for people and give them the tools they need to bring them back to balance? Because not everyone's going to get a coach or a therapist or start the right fitness regime. But if you have the right formula and you can create a personal plan that will work for you, because Patty, what works for you is not going to work for your sibling or your parents or your friend, and it's not going to work for me or, or my loved ones. We have to do what works for us. So if someone tells me, you know, I started training for the marathon, it's changed my life. Pogger off. I'm not interested in training for the marathon. It's just not, it's not my wheelhouse, so I won't do it. But give me something that I like, give me something that I enjoy, and I'll do that. So I wanted to make sure that this plan was personal as well. So now it's all based in the concept of neuroplasticity. And what that means is, again, I was so fascinated with human potential and how to tap into the, the unused parts of us that we can't see and how to gain more power over it. So first of all, we're 5% conscious mind, 95% conscious mind. Most of our behavior and our learning happens at the subconscious level. So you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I'm in control. I've got my, you know, I've got my day going. And what ends up happening is we, we slip into this unconscious, subconscious thought and feeling loop. And it goes something like this. You wake up, whatever your routine is in the morning, you may shower, get a coffee. And when it starts to happen, do you wake up feeling peaceful and grateful and excited about your day? or like most people, and like I used to be, do you wake up tired, never having enough rest? Then you start thinking about your day ahead and you think, oh my gosh, how many get through it all? And so what are the feelings as you start to have the thoughts, as you think about the, you know, your busy day ahead, what are the feelings and the emotions that go with that? Well, now you're starting to feel nervous, you're starting to feel anxious, you're starting to feel stressed. And then what are the physical sensations in your body? So now we've already covered spiritual, mental, emotional, 
And now what are the physical symptoms? Well, now your chest is getting tight and without even realizing it, you're feeling that tension in your shoulders that relaxed while you were asleep. And so your body starts to tighten up throughout the day before you even get into the office, almost like, almost like we're putting on armor for battle, if you will. Now, okay, that's one way to go. And we've certainly, we've certainly used that for enough years. You know, it certainly served us well because it, it drove us, it gave us a hunger, it gave us that, that need to be, you know, perfection, to, to drive perfection and high performance in our teams and ourselves and our work and to deliver at a high level. But that had so much stress attached to it. And so over time, we have trained ourselves again for that very, very stressful thought and feeling loop. What about if instead you could wake up and you could learn to quiet your mind in just 10 minutes per day by sitting still, or if that doesn't work, not everyone wants to sit still in yogi position. That's fine. It doesn't have to be that way. Find a way to quiet your mind. So six weeks to happy is based on the concept of neuroplasticity. And then I'll take you very quickly through the six-week program, just the, the highlights. So the concept of neuroplasticity is the brain we have found over the last 50 years that the brain is not static. It's actually changeable. It's malleable. It's dynamic and it can change over time. And in fact, if you want to see lasting change, it takes 35 to 42 days. 42 days is six weeks. So I thought, why don't I create a six-week program so we can see lasting change in the brain? We can see lasting change in thoughts and feelings and behaviors. Because I've been to countless courses. I know so many of your audience has as well, where you go to a weekend course or week-long program and you think, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I'm going to take this back. I'm going to implement it into my life. Everything's going to be different. I'm going to start that business. I'm going to, you know, start investing in real estate. I'm going to start accumulating wealth. I'm going to save for retirement. Nothing's going to be the same. And what happens like four days later? Probably one day later, I think. So for most of us, we, we sort of get back into that old mode of working, don't we? We forget. Exactly. We slip back into old patterns. And I thought, it's not going to be enough to deliver a program where people just get excited. I need to give them the tools to stay there and to implement change in their life. And because I was driven for results, we always, you know, what do you do in a project? You transition to operations. So once the, once the project is delivered, you want to make sure that you can sustain it afterwards. And so it has all of those tools built right in. And so it's a six-week program, six weeks because of neuroplasticity, six weeks because it creates lasting change. And it's three tools per week that you learn that, calibrate and rebalance the four body system because if you know happiness and peace and feeling calm lived in the physical body then we could figure that out with nutrition and exercise alone but it doesn't work that way because we have life stress we have career stress we have work stress we have family stress we have life events and we're social creatures and we're also thinking and feeling creatures so we really need to look at a more integrated solution for how to look after ourselves. And so I took a project-based approach almost and put it into this book so that you get to go through a six-week program. So it's called the Rewire System and Rewire is an acronym. So the first R is for relax and quiet the mind. Again, because we've trained ourselves with this heightened stress response over the years and forgotten our abilities to be calm, this actually retrains your brain and your central nervous system back to its calmer state. 
so you can get there and stay there more easily over time. And then the second one is, you know, eliminate the noise. The E in rewire is, is learn to eliminate the noise. So here we dive into how to better regulate your energy. What are the things in your life that are, that are taking time and attention? And what are the things you can do to rest and recharge? And again, they're not, you don't have to flip over your whole life. So I don't want people to be nervous that, you know, oh my God, you know, it's a six week program. I have to do so much. I promise you it's tiny little course corrections just on how you spend your time during the day or how you manage and prioritize your workload or making sure you have enough time of the activities that recharge and replenish your energy so that you're not running on empty all the time because that's not sustainable. Then you get into, you know, chronic stress, chronic inflammation, and it, it wreaks havoc on your body. All of those conditions that we know about today, autoimmune disorder, heart rate issues, blood pressure issues, they're because we're not managing our mental and emotional bodies. We're not, mental, we're not managing our mental and emotional stress. So with these tools, you get to retrain your brain and your central nervous system back to balance. And what happens at the physical level is astonishing. It can actually reduce your anxiety by 30%, your stress levels by 75%. It can boost your immune system. It can reduce chronic inflammation. It can increase your, your brain's ability. It's called uh, gyrification in the brain. So literally the, the speed at which your brain is processing information, like your brain's operating system, it speeds up your brain's operating system by calming down. Because now you're spending less energy ruminating and feeling anxious and stressed, that energy can now be used elsewhere more efficiently. It just takes a, a little while to retrain and all it takes is 10 minutes a day and six weeks, I promise. And so some tools and tricks to really just reevaluate your life and shuffle things around in, in the smallest ways to create a huge difference. Then the W in rewire is for what do you need? Because, you know, when I started my coaching practice, it was my job to, you know, and see a fully together person in front of me and think, how is it they don't have, they seem to have it all together. How is it that, they, you know, they're not where they want to be in their life. And so it was my job as a coach to step into their model of the world. So you're kind of stepping into their house. These are their walls that they've built subconsciously, right? What's running in your operating system is happening at the subconscious level. So if you remember, I said we were 5% conscious, like 95% subconscious. And that 95% is that autopilot. It's that thinking and feeling version of us that wakes up, has thoughts, has feelings, gets stuck in a stress loop. And then that's how we live our lives. And we just rinse and repeat the next day and the next day and the next day. Well, I just, I just want to get off the hamster wheel and say, I want to choose how I want to think and feel every day. And so if I were to ask you, Patty, when you wake up in the morning, how would you choose to feel? I would love to feel more positive. I'm not a morning person by any means, so I'm the worst at waking up and jumping out of bed and running around. I'm a koala as well, just so you know. I'm like <laughs> as slow as you can imagine. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it, right? I'm a koala. <laughs> but how would you want to feel if I were to ask you that? Would you ever wake up and say, for example... Yeah, I think I'd just like to feel stressed like I did yesterday when I woke up. Or would you instead say, you know, I'd like to really just feel peaceful today. I'd like to feel worry-free. I'd like to feel free, in fact. I'd like to feel like I can spend my time, my money, and my energy any way I want to today. And just to know that everything is going to come together better. 
Yeah. Doesn't that feel better? I can see it in your face already. You already feel like you can feel it lighting up inside of you. And so that next section was as I started coaching with people and I would get into their model of the world, it was my job to pull down their walls because they constructed their walls. All of these old subconscious patterns that that happened automatically years ago without their even knowing. It was my job to get into their into their house, if you will, into their model of the world. So I can pull the walls away and say, okay, now that you have no barriers and you have countless possibilities, now what do you want to do with your life? Do you want it to be this way? Or do you want a slight change in your career? Do you want to go for that bigger job? Do you want to go for more money, more wealth? What were your money beliefs that were holding you back all of this time? What were your capability beliefs that were holding you back all of this time thinking, oh, I don't know if I have the right skill set to go for that job or the right resources to go for that. Why not? Why be held back when it just takes a tiny little piece of attention or a bit of learning or a bit of time and knowledge to break free of those old patterns and anything holding you back and just be able to propel forward in your own life. And so as I started developing this, this whole system and working with my clients, I realized as I started coaching them, you know, the next piece of the puzzle is helping them develop a plan to get from where they are now to where they want to be. And when I when I started having them visualize where they wanted to be at the end state and saying, OK, now imagine that moment and how would you feel when you're there? They couldn't actually say if it would make them feel more content, more joyful, more peaceful. And so I thought, wow. Okay, so most people don't even really know what makes them happy. And here's what. Yeah, I was going to say, because happiness as a word absolutely means different things to different people. Like for someone, it might mean wealth, success. But for others, I'm sure there's variations of that. So it'd be good just to understand your interpretation of what you believe that word really means for people. Or it does depend on your context as an individual. I think it's not an easy one-word answer, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think what I came to realize is we begin through this life, I don't know, we get instructions at some point, and the instructions are really basic, and they don't really equip us to do well at life. And so what we're told is, you know, we get to play as kids, and then at a certain point we start school, and at a certain point grades matter, and so it's the instructions we get are get good grades, then you're going to go, you know, deeper into your schooling. If you choose college or university, then choose a major, then do well at that, get good grades again, then choose a job, choose a career, then get the house, get the car, get the, the family. And, you know, at some point, miraculously, happiness will just show up. But it doesn't. So what I came to realize is happiness includes physical well-being, being in an optimal state of health. And I don't mean being at a certain percent of body fat or anything like that. I mean, feeling vital, energetic, feeling strong every day, feeling like you have enough energy to manage your life and to get through your day and still feel excited. And it also needs to include the ability of being able to make conscious choice about how you want to think and feel every moment. So back to that question, for example, if I was to say, how do you want to feel in the morning? My choices would be, I want to feel peaceful and calm and happy throughout the day and just certain that everything is going to come together easily and effortlessly. That's how I want to feel throughout the day. And with these tools, you can now reset and go back to that whenever you need. 
reset and go back. And listen, life is going to happen. It's going to come up. But if you have the right tools to be able to reset, then that's invaluable. You know, these are things, I think they're core life skills that we should have had all along. And I say, you know, I say includes optimal well-being and I say, you know, having conscious choice of how you want to think and feel because what brings me joy is going to be different than what brings you joy. So it's not based around a title or an amount of money in the bank or what your retirement plan looks like. Everyone's needs are different. Some people might like to live a simpler life and, you know, want to be camping in the woods. I'm not a camping girl. I like a totally different lifestyle and I don't mind working hard for it, but somebody else does. So you have to feel what's personal to you. And so for me, happiness is a choice that includes optimal well-being and being able to choose consciously how you want to think and feel in every moment so that you can feel more joyful, more freedom, more love, more connection, and more successful at life. And again, how we define success is also different and unique. That's how I would define it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And so as I thought, you know, as I was doing this work, I thought, well, if most people don't know what makes them happy, why don't I help them figure that out? And so this book also includes a whole series of exercises where you map out the areas in your life and you can actually take a process-based approach to how many hours or how many occasions or events do I need per day or per week of this to really feel my most excited, my most alive, my most energized. I want to feel as though I'm thriving, flourishing in my life. I don't want to feel as though I'm just surviving and plugging away anymore. Who wants to live that life? It's so uninspired. You know, don't we want to be enchanted by our lives? Don't we want to be like feeling that sense of adventure and that joy and that excitement every day when we wake up? Certainly that's what I want. And that's what I want for people here is because it doesn't have to be that way. There's so much unnecessary stress. There's so much unnecessary worry. There's so much unnecessary blocking of our ability to love and connect. And it doesn't just mean in our personal lives, but also at work. How many of us really take the time to connect and understand each other at work in teams? And yes, there are personalities, some some good, some harder to work with, but we're all human beings. And so if we shift ourselves, everything else shifts as well, because how you do one thing is how you do many things. And so this dives into what do you need to really, really feel like your best self? And as part of that, we also have to think about what are the barriers to success? And this was really something that astonished me because in my, in my corporate career and in my coaching career, I started seeing patterns in the data and personality types and and I said, wow, most people have, you know, two, there's like five top limiting core beliefs or fear strategies that really stop people from having everything that they want in life, whether it's better health, greater wealth, more success in work or life or more love and more joy. And I came to realize that it was a hundred percent certain Everyone I've ever met or worked with fell into at least two of these five pockets. Not everyone has all five. And so I thought, why don't I math this out? Because this is really diving into that subconscious now. So now we're 5% conscious, my 95% subconscious. And so we're diving into what has been stopping us all of these years. What are those old, really powerful and strong survival-based mechanisms, which are meant to serve us and protect us, 
but also stop us from having the joy. So it's almost like our very nature is counter to our intentions towards happiness or success. And so I thought, we can't talk about producing a result unless you're managing your risks as well. In the project world, we know this, right? We do a whole risk management planning. And so I took that same approach here and I thought, well, we also have to manage our risks. What are our barriers to success? So how do I teach people without coaching them one-on-one? How do I teach people how to tap into their subconscious so that they can see their own patterns? Now, in the world of positive psychology, we say that if you can name an emotion, then you have power over it. If you have an awareness of it, then you have power over it. And so this is the same idea, just by creating an awareness. And so what I did was I mapped out the top five core limiting beliefs that stop us. And I'll cover a couple of them here. So one of mine is being born in South Africa during apartheid. You know, you're exposed to some pretty challenging things to comprehend at such a young age. You don't know why you're denied access to the beach or to the restaurant you want to go to with your family. And And so your little brain tells you a story to make sense of the world around you. And the little story I told myself at, I don't know, three or four years old, before I knew I could decide this for myself, was, oh, I guess I'm not good enough. And as I got older, in my teen years, in my later teen years, I said, I said, well, that's not going to work for me. (laughs) I definitely, I need to figure out how to move beyond that because the life that I want for myself, the exciting, brilliant adventurous, wonderful, awestruck life that I want for myself does not go with this. So I need to figure out how to move past this. And so I became fascinated with how to deconstruct the subconscious and understand the language of the subconscious and then how to rewire away from that. And so that's one of them. And it doesn't always sound like I'm not enough. Sometimes it could sound like, um, you know, that sort of wealth is not for everyone. I don't think everyone is meant to be a top manager or a top leader. I'm not sure I have the right skill set to do that job. So you see how it can play out in so many different ways in your career. And then how does that exist in your personal life as well? So when you're in a a loving one-on-one relationship, if you're having a story run in your, imagine a story running in your, in your subconscious, like it's running your operating system. So if the story running your operating system is not, I'm not enough, how do you show up in relationship? Whether that's with your partner in your relationship in your personal life or your business partner or your team for that matter. Are you going to give them, you know, are you going to empower them to be able to step up if you feel like you're not enough? And if you feel like they're not enough, because that's the story running in your background. So just being able to have some awareness and then being able to rewrite that story is so, so powerful. And, you know, the human brain is amazing. We have two million bits of information coming at us per second. There's no possible way we can process that. And so what we do is we discard all of the noise and we just take a sliver. We take 134 bits per second and that's what we process. So if you look back in your life at anything that ever hurt you, that caused you to switch direction or switch course, took away your light, dimmed your, dimmed your shine, took away your passion for something, was it even real if we only took a sliver of what was, what was really happening? No. So if it wasn't fully real because you didn't have the full picture, can't you go back and relook at it a different way and rewrite the story? 
why not write a new playbook? And so I took that approach. And so one of them is the I'm not enough. Another one is, you know, a lot of people feel in this world like, like really out there on their own. And so it doesn't sound like I'm alone in this world. Again, it could sound very different. A lot of people will say, you know, I've always really had to do things for myself. And so I know if I want something done right, I'm the one that has to do it. Okay, great. I'm sure that served you really well in life. You're laughing because you know, right? I'm an only child, Zara. So I think I've had that bias as well for many years is I'm not used to having other people around to help with stuff. And that's been a really difficult thing for me to learn over the years, for sure. Yeah. And so that, thank you for sharing that, by the way. I really, really appreciate your trust. And so if that's the story running in your background, I mean, first of all, it's exhausting because you're not, it's difficult for that person in that storyline to ask for help. It's difficult to accept help when it is offered. It's difficult to remember that help was ever offered in the first place because we're telling ourselves a story that we're doing it on our own, right? And so if you could go back and just rewrite that just by having some awareness of that, and all of a sudden when people show up in your life and say, you know what, I'd love to be here for you today. What can I do to make your life easier? Then you can see it in a whole different light and everything shifts. So think about how that plays out in in someone's professional life. If you have this feeling like you have to do everything on your own, well, okay, good. You're probably a top performer good for you, but you're probably high strung. You're probably stressed out. You're probably overworked and overtired. And how are you delegating to your team? Are you able to trust your team to do the work they need to do? Now, nobody's brain works 100% like yours because we're all unique and we're all different and how you process information is different than your teammate. So how they present information is going to be different than how you would want to see it. And you just have to be okay with that. So If you're then able to shift and say, I'm going to allow my team to do their work and it'll take some coaching and some training for us to get there. Isn't that a game changer? Isn't that completely different now? Because you've allowed support into your life. You've allowed partnership into your life. You've allowed a deeper level of connection with your teammates and with the people in your personal life. And so it really just, it shakes everything to the core and you don't even have to physically change much in your life just having this awareness of your patterns of behavior by seeing it you can't unsee it and so every time it shows up even in a different way you can see it show up for example with respect to money and wealth oh i may not have the abilities to create that amount of wealth or to you know to start investing okay but who said you had to do it by yourself when did you decide that life had to be lived alone. So if you could now say, oh my gosh, all it takes is for me to find someone who's done it before and reach out and get the tools I need, then that shifts too. I could teach you a hundred wealth strategies, but if you don't believe that you can do it in the first place because you believe you're alone on this world and nobody's there to help you, then the chance of you executing a wealth strategy is going to be close to nil. If I instead take away the limiting belief that's stopping you from getting that in the first place, And we just pick that block up, we move it aside, then I can teach you 100 wealth strategies and you'll achieve whatever you want. It's a game changer. 
And so that really becomes, you know, part of the the six weeks to happy program. And so now we have learned to quiet the mind. We've retrained the brain and the body back to balance and back to calm. We've given you the tools to tap into what do you need so that you feel you're most excited, you're most alive in your life. And we've removed your barriers to success. Everything that was ever stopping you before, and we've removed the noise as well. So now you have more energy, you have more time, and we pulled the walls down. So now you have more possibility. And so the next section, the iron rewire, is about imagining a whole new future. It's like designing a whole new house. We've just we've just taken your house down to the ground. Not that not that drastically, trust me, just metaphorically speaking. <laughs> And so now we get to redesign your life in a way that really, really excites you. So tapping into what's important to you. So we go into things like what are your needs and what are your values? And so in your values are what's important to you. And it's so shocking to me that even me, as I was living my life, you know, freedom and autonomy are very important to me. They're one of my top three values. And so when I was living in scenarios in my life, whether it was in corporate or in my relationship, where I was feeling controlled in some way, I definitely wasn't my happiest. It felt as though there was something just taking too much of my energy, like there was this resistance, this push and pull. And so if I'm a person that likes freedom and autonomy, do you think I loved going into the corporate world for years every day, nine to five? Oh my God, I needed it. I did it. I loved my job. I loved my teams. I was excited about my work, but I hated that I had to go into an office all of the time. And now we have a virtual business and a virtual team. And sometimes we work together and sometimes we work remotely. But I can work overlooking the ocean every day. I can work in Italy if I want to or wherever I want to be. Birmingham, maybe as well. Yeah. Magical place right here. So the, you know, so the I is imagining a whole new life. We've, rem- we've given you all the tools to remove the noise. And so now you can imagine much, much bigger for yourself. And then the next few chapters in the rewire system are really giving you the tools to keep it in practice, to stay in that state of flow so that you don't slip back into old patterns. And that's the genius of this is, is I thought, how can I give people what they need and keep them in that elevated state so that you don't slip back into the old way of being and you stay in that new powerful mindset? And so that's why I created Six Weeks to Happy. Wow, Zara, fascinating. I could talk to you probably for a couple of days just going into each of those points. I think there was just so much there and I'm just really disappointed we don't have more time to be honest because I would love to explore more maybe we'll have a follow-up episode because I think it really warrants absolutely yeah but because we are at end of time I just want to sort of check with you one thing in terms of the audience that this Mm -hmm. book is going to help are there particular types of people that you feel would benefit more from the book I think honestly, anyone, I think, I think what's been missing in our human existence is the tool set, the core life skills to do life well. And so, yes, it can easily be applied to anyone in corporate that wants change and wants to improve in terms of their career and their life. But it's really for anyone that's human that wants to be a more fulfilled human being that wants to have more joy and connection, more success, more health and, you know, better health than and greater abundance in all areas. So, I mean, I would say that it's for anyone old enough to read it. (laughs) 
And, and if not, teach it to your kids, because that will be the next stage is to get this into the school system and make sure that we have these skills growing up so we don't have to take 30 years to unpack it. You know, I would I would invite your audience to just go to sixweekstohappy.com and download their book today and try the Get Zend app. It's a game changer. And if you can feel more peaceful and less stressed and more productive and you can have all of those things you've been seeking in your life, then don't wait. Life's too short. Oh, what a lovely way to finish the episode. So thank you so much, Zara. We'll post those links in the show notes so that people can get to those resources. And um, just want to thank you so much again. I, I just love the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for your work and the Superpower School. I'm definitely going to stay in touch and absolutely be, I'd be thrilled to be back and have another conversation with you, Patty. So thank you so much.